Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Comic Chronicle Podcast. I'm your guys' host, Dakota Morgan, coming to you from Phoenix, Arizona. Right now, Juan Alvaron is on the show. He comes to us all the way from Spain through Skype. We talked about it already. It was 3 o'clock in the morning when I was recording this episode, and it's still not even 7 because it's like almost 4.30 currently as I'm recording the intro. But yeah, it's... I'm not tired, don't worry, it doesn't have anything to do with the fact on here, but we do mention it a little bit, but this episode is full of so much good shit, folks. So much. You get so much motivational, inspirational stuff of being an artist and keep trying and keep putting yourself out there and, you know, pushing past that day job. So much of that. Uh, Juan and I also geek out a little bit about his work on Injustice Gods Among Us comic series and Justice 2, uh, Nightwing, fucking... So much shit he's done as well. Dark Justice League Dark, Justice League in general, too. Like, books I love and read with a passion. So, hopefully you guys enjoy this episode and get some real good kicks out of it. And be sure to follow Juan on his website, which I will put in the show notes below. We do mention at the end of the show. So, if you're like, wait a minute, what was it? It's in the show notes below. And if you guys want to follow the show, you can by subscribing on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or comicronicle.podbean.com. Or if you want to stay in touch with the news for everything, you can follow me on social media at Dakota Morgan 3 on Twitter or at Dakota underscore Morgan 97 on Instagram. So thanks everyone for tuning in the episode. Hopefully you guys enjoy it and get some really good kicks. Stay tuned for our new episodes every Monday, of course. And without further ado, here is my wonderful talk with Juan. And we are okay. recording. Yeah, that's fine. So okay, I have to definitely say you're not the only one whose name is butchered. <laughs> because believe it or not, <laughs> Dakota Morgan is fucking butchered by people. Like, because I, when they spell it, I have had so many people have an E at the end of Morgan, or an H at the end of Dakota, or some weird fucking way of spelling it. And when I tell them, no, look at the states, they say, no, your parents are stupid. Like, what? (laughs) (laughs) Why? I don't know. I I would think that Dakota Morgan is a pretty normal name for Americans to get right, right? I mean, one would I think. That people butcher my name, but not yours. The first half is legitimately a fucking state, so one would think. <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah, I know, god. I know. Uh, you never know. No. Oh, but man, welcome to the show. I gotta say, this is a complete honor to have you on here today. Well, thank you for having me. It's oh, an honor. Of course, and for I mean, me this has been a lot of work to do this today, <laughs> as we talk yes. about. But I just. Let me just publicly apologize for no. making you wake up as early as you are right now. Like, just so people know, you're in America. In Spain, the time difference is insane. So you had to wake up really early to just make it comfortable for me, which is like 11 in the morning right now. Fair. So for me, it's it's perfect. But I'm not going to say what time it is for you. You just can't. Oh, I will. It's 3 a.m. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll desperately say it's 3 o'clock in the morning. But no, I've talked to people on the show that live in France and stuff, so it's totally normal. Right. I mean, I'm used to this sort of thing. And like I said before, I'm a ki- I'm a teen, well, not teen, I'm a young adult in this day and age. YouTube is a wonderful thing in the in the early mornings. But besides that, <laughs> oh right. man, now, man, I definitely gotta say this right off the bat: is that you're an artist, correct? Right. Mm-hmm. So I okay, I was like. Please don't tell me my sleep different. No. <laughs> um, so, so you're an artist, and, you know, how I got to ask, like, straight off the bat, dude, like, how the hell is it being a comic book artist in Spain? Um, 
I guess it is the same as in any anywhere else, but um, it is not like that. What I found is it depends on where you go. The profession itself um, mm-hmm. is viewed differently by people. Like out of all the places that I've been, my favorite place is Japan because they actually respect and admire the profession. Like being oh, a mangaka, yeah. Or, yeah, oh or yeah, being, uh, working in animation because it's such a, a huge industry. And people actually do treat you as sensei, like seriously. Like they think of you as somebody that has mastered their craft and that they're um, worthy of admiration, right? Mm-hmm. And then America, um, like I told you before, I lived a few years in America. That was before I, I was actually a professional artist. Oh. And people get um, really excited about some, seeing somebody pursuing their dreams and just actually achieving that in some way. Like at least you're just quitting your day job and and you are uh, just you know making a living with whatever your passion is. Um, in Spain, is a little bit different. Different, even though we have so many comic book artists working here in Spain, people are really surprised that the profession even exists in so many times. Like it's like, Ooh. oh really, really? Can you make a living doing that? Um, uh, it, and and of course, the first thing that they ask is like, can you draw me something for free? <laughs> like they almost don't take it seriously as uh, as a career or as a job. Like mm-hmm. they see it as, okay, you're doing this because you like it, so might as well do it for free, right? And you get that from uh, people outside of the comic book uh, business a lot. Like not just friends, but people from, I don't know, commercial companies that hire you to do something and they yeah. lowball you like when they do a, an offer right and they go like oh but, but you know you're doing this because you like it so why don't you just do it almost for free for me you know so in that sense in, in my experience that's the opposite from Japan where it is so respected they they are expected to pay in Japan I mean to pay for everything you do as an artist because they understand that is your profession and in Spain yeah, people are really curious. They ask a lot of questions. It's uh, very. They have a lot of fun when they when the, you tell them that this is what you do. Mm. That at the same time, oh. they have a hard time treating it as a real serious career. Which I think it's because it's something they're like, oh, that American career, a comic book artist sort of thing. I that's what I was curious on if that was kind of the case because some places it is, some places it isn't. Like France, who would have fucking known? Like, there's a lot of artists in France that work on stuff, like, even VFX. And, you know, I kind of feel that because of where I am currently, because I work in film and comics. So it's one of those where people are like, oh, in the location I'm at, they're like, oh, you're doing those artsy jobs. Oh, well, how do you survive? And it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> and yeah. it's usually, and it is, especially, oh, fuck, especially in film. Uh, the jobs I do in film, you know, acting, set design, building, writing, stuff like that, too. Like, I always get told, well, you can do it for free. It's like, no, 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 it's yeah, not always. Me too, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, fuck, yeah. And being a comic book writer, a published comic book writer, they look at me and they're like, well, you can write me this little expert, like, a whole book thing. It should be free, right? Like, uh, is it ever? No. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's... Yeah, I think um, um, one of the big things here in Spain, as far as comic books go, and I think you can relate because I can't compare it to the movie business. I think is hmm. that uh, there is no comic book industry like real one, like 
strong one here in Spain, right? Like, if you as an artist want to make a, yeah. a decent living at a drawing comics, you have to go either to three countries. One is France, like you said, and that is the difference between French people and French artists and Spanish people and Spanish artists is that French artists have a local industry where they can work and make a living comfortably. Mm. And the other country, Japan, of course, like we mentioned, the other in the third country is the U.S. So if you're in Spain and you want to make a living doing this, you have to go to any of those three countries. I mean, I would say one of the two because if you go to Japan, you have to live there and learn Japanese, which is you know complicated enough. Yeah. So, so yeah, um, so you have to do it to America or or France. I would think that for the movie business, it is a little bit like that. You either go to Hollywood in America or you're just an actor scrapping by, right? Because I, mm. I assume that there's not a lot of well-paid work in the movie business outside of California. I am going to blow your that. I'm going to blow your mind real fast with that because I do a show <laughs> called the Film World Podcast too, and I've interviewed a lot of people who do visual effects, VFX. I'm going to blow your fucking mind, Juan. They're you know what the hotbed is for VFX artists? Which one? London. Not really. It's so many people, and I will be honest with you, wow. every one of my friends who do it, none of them are from London. They're from Spain, they're from France, they're from all these other places, but they go to London because that's the hotbed right now, dude. I blew me away. Wow. Like, a lot of artists but- go there. People that do live in London working for America, like, do, do they work for America? Oh, I mean, yeah. Like... Oh, yeah. Like, the Jurassic Park movies and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Or Jurassic World now. But, yeah, oh, yeah the Hellboy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, it's American companies that they're working for. And it just it, it throws me for a loop. That's why I was wondering because you never know these days. Because what could be, like, a kind of accepted, kind of not sort of thing. But... Oh man, I yeah no, I I guess it's it, these days with the internet and everything. I guess everything goes like a lot of people. Like in Japan, I met a mangaka a couple of years ago, and he was curious about how my relationship with editors go mm. because for them it's all face to face. You meet in an actual office, you show them their, their your layouts, and you discuss the, the story, the, the drawings, everything. Then you go to your studio, do the, do the final pages, and the editor comes in and picks up the pages, right? Um, and I was telling him, no, no, like, I work with people I have, most of the people I have never met would just work through email, not even phone. Like, I guess that mm, American artists do call or receive calls from from DC, Marvel, yeah. editors and everything yeah. just because they live there, right? But outside of America, like, I've never received a call okay. in, in many years, yeah from an editor just if you can communicate through email if you can get the work done on time that's and you do a good a good job obviously that's really all they care about so i guess that if we're talking about people in the vfx business working in london it's basically the same right like you do your work you do it well you do it on time then you're good to go i guess i don't know yeah it's you you absolutely nailed it on the head like absolutely I, I couldn't have even spoken any better of a truth there, man. So how do, I'm, I am actually superbly curious. And by the way, too, this is a laid-back show, so you can say whatever you want. I didn't say this in the beginning, and I, I've said it in, like, the emails, but I just want to, like, kind of tell you, like, if you, like, want to feel like you can't cuss, no, you can cuss. You can say whatever you like on the show. Oh, okay. Um, just... Yeah, but yeah, I, 
I have a strange feeling that it's very interesting because how the hell does a guy in Spain start working for DC Comics? Um, it's actually a lot easier than it may seem. Really? Like, uh, my story, basically, is I'm a late bloomer when it comes to <laughs> comics. Like, oh. I, <laughs> basic, yeah, <laughs> I basically uh, have been doing art, like drawing, uh, since I was a kid, since I can't remember writing comics, since I can remember. Mm. Uh, but in my 20s, I had like a at least a decade, 10 years, 20, 11, 12 years that I didn't, like I, for some reason, I cannot tell you a specific reason. It just life takes you one place or another. I stopped reading comics, doing art, and just abandoned uh, everything completely uh, for, for, for almost, like I said, 11, 12 years. And... Then, uh, early in my 30s, uh, I'm uh, 34, 35, I kind of missed it, went back to it, started reading, uh, and started drawing again. And I basically, I mean, to put it, uh, to put it uh, bluntly, I mm. basically hated my work office, like uh, everything that's working, that's what I used to do, like work in an office, uh, be dressed up with a you know suit and a tie and all that, and I just hated that so much that that was my main motivation to uh, uh, try to spend most of the time of my days doing something that I actually enjoy, right? So I decided, okay, I'm going to give this, I start drawing again, I'm going to start. Hey folks, Dakota here with a little bit of an ad break for you guys today. You guys like reading comics, obviously if you listen to the show, you do. What the fuck am I talking about? Then you guys, if you're in Arizona, which a good majority of the fan base is, shout out to the ones in Canada though, you guys can go to Drawn the Comics in Glendale, Arizona, located at 5801 West Glendale Avenue in Glendale, Arizona. I gotta say, folks, I've been going here for a long time now. Um, I've been to a few different comic book stores in Arizona in my six years of living here so far, and this may change due to the recording nature, but whatever. So I love going to Drawn the Comics. I really do. Ken, who runs it, is amazing, fucking laid back dude. He's a wonderful guy. He's been on the show, ladies and gentlemen, before. And it's a really fun place to pick up the book. So draw on the comics in Glendale, Arizona. Get yourself a box, you know. Go in and maybe just check it out. It's a fun place to escape into. His work, all the workers there are fucking wonderful folks. They really are. It's just like family at this point. At least they're for me. And it's a fun world to go into. There's collectibles there. There's toys. There's comics. You know, and you just get your box and reserve some books and whatnot. We've had people on the show who've written and drawn comics, you know. Go in and pick up their work, folks. Jesus Christ. It ain't that difficult. So go to Draw on the Comics in Glendale, Arizona, folks. You guys can check them out also on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Thanks, everyone. Now back to the show. Trying to give this comic book thing a try. So I started basically uh, going online, finding information, meeting people at cons here locally in Spain. Uh, went to art school, even though I only spent like a year and a half in art school. So I'm not saying that you need to go to art school to make comics. You just need to be good, like people in the business. <laughs> don't care if you have gone through our school they never ask you that you just send pages are they good are you reliable then you're in if exactly not, you're not. exactly right and so i started doing that and through meeting other artists through asking them how do like the same question you just asked me how do i you know get my foot in the industry and they're just like okay you need to make sample pages you need to get the emails of the editors and start showing your work. Also, you need to network a little bit with the fellow artists because my thing was after so many years without drawing, like my skills were not uh, very good. And quickly after I came back, I realized that 
I was good at inking, uh, way better than drawing, mostly because it, it's easier. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, now you've just pissed off so many people. One. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it is easier. It's a separate skill. Like a lot of people can draw beautiful pencils and then ruin them uh, when oh, they yeah. ink themselves. Yeah. And the other way around, like a lot of people can make beautiful inked pages, but you put them to do page. I mean, you just like, okay, now draw me this in pencil, and they just cannot do it, right? That is true. Different skills. But yeah. uh, I think uh, there's much more uh, things to master when you actually pencil. There's uh, storytelling, there's anatomy, there's perspective, there's some things, and, and you have to put it all together. Inking is a little bit easier. So I realized that inking uh, was something that I was good at. And then I, you know, went with that. And basically, within the reason why I said I went to art school just a week and a year and a half is because I had to quit because I started to get the first uh, jobs. Mm -hmm. And also I had a day job, right? So I didn't have time for everything. So I uh, kept my day job and started doing the, <clears throat> the inking jobs that I had until it was impossible to keep both. Yeah, so I just quit my day job. That took me, like I said, really quickly, but it took me about three years or so uh, to do both and have no social life, no everything, <laughs> just yeah. work and go, go back home and keep working. Um, but basically, what, the way I did it, and and I've heard so many stories from other artists that you, you know I've come to realize that there's probably many hundreds of ways of doing this, but basically I just start from here from Spain, I started sending emails to editors, like cold emails. Like you find out who the other editors of the books are, and that's as easy as buying the books. And, mm. and just like the, go to the credits and say, book editor edited by so-and-so. It's like, okay, so this is the person. And somebody, some uh, some colleague, some somebody that's already working will give you uh, like an email address from here, from there, from this person, that other person. And you can and basically come up with the formula of the emails, right? Like mm -hmm. when you start seeing emails from the same company, you realize that it's, I don't know, name, dot, last name, at whatever, marvel.com, whatever, right? Yeah, yeah. So you start seeing how to come up with with, uh, with email addresses. And and basically, I, I, it came to a point, and that lasted like a year and a half, where uh, when every two, three weeks, I would send two, three new sample pages, to around 40, 50 people. Was there ever a reply, at least, from any of these? Or was it just like you just send them out there to the ether and nothing happens? So you're just like, oh, shit. So you didn't keep going. Or did people uh, actually reply? Well, <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, that's that happens many times. Like, out of the 40, 50 that I would send, and I would say at first, maybe one, two responses. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Mostly like, hey. Yeah, I know, I know. Mostly like, hey, thanks for sending these. Uh, this looks good. Um, I don't have anything. That's basically what I used to get, which is a, a way of the way I see it anyway. Mm -hmm. A way of being polite, right? Like they're not saying like maybe they don't even think they look good. Like I'm not saying that. Just just trying to be polite, keep the door open because yeah. you never know. Yeah. You never know who today is not really good. In three years, he's going to be you know the next big thing. So they don't want to piss off anybody, I guess. And it's like, okay, really, you've been so, been so mean to me, so now I'm going to go to the older company or something like that. <laughs> so basically, I kept, I kept sending uh, samples uh, over and over again, 
people would still will start to see that I was being serious when every two, three weeks I would send pages and pages and pages. Mm-hmm. And, and, I, and more people started to answer. And, and whenever I sent something that was actually better, they would say, oh, this looks a lot better. Thank you. I, I don't have anything right now, but I'll keep you in mind for the next opening that I have, things like that. And so over time, I would say that more people started to reply. Like I got responses from everybody from, I don't know, Dark Horse, uh, Marvel, DC, boom sometimes. Hmm. But of course, the, when you're an inker, the big companies are the, when I say big, it's mostly Marvel or DC, the ones that have the budget to hire a penciler, an inker, a colorist, you know, like everything. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. You go they got the money Dynamite, behind them. Right, right. If you, if you go to, I don't know, Dynamite, or you go to IDW, some, like, Still big, big publishers, but a little bit smaller. I'm sure that the the profits from their books are a little bit smaller. So they try to look for either pencilers that get the colors done, like they do the, their pencils so clean that they do colors directly over them, yes. or people that there are complete artists, like they do pencils and inks themselves. So you will see very few inkers in Dynamite and you know IDW, like I said. Dark Horse, these companies that are like, uh, just financially speaking, right below Marvel on the, or DC, you'll see very few inkers. Yeah. So quickly, I realized that I had I had to go either DC or, or Marvel. At some point, after a year and a half of samples, one uh, editor that was in Injustice, Gods Among Us, at the time, they were in a really bad spot, like, I'm not sure how how it got to that point i think it, it was because it, it was a weekly uh, a weekly book publishing 10 and pages a book which is you know like four times more than a normal monthly book which is 20 or 22 pages a month and that's insane and like i would that's insane to do that weekly like that's ballsy I mean, insane, but we had two, two yeah but, but we had also two created creative teams so in a way it was like 20 20 pages per team a month which just it was more manageable but the fact that they like it was a weekly weekly release and i don't know somebody gets sick somebody gets delayed a a day here or there like things at that delays add up Mm -hmm. eventually they got to a situation where it was like a bit desperate so all that year and a half of samples that i had been sending finally paid off when they needed an inker and the editor said okay who do i go and ask for help and they and they thought okay this guy has been sending me samples for so long how about we give him a try plus the deadline i'm going to give him give him is so insane that only somebody that's actually trying to get in the business is probably going to say yes wow right? like they, they i think they they count on that too so it was just a few pages the deadline was really tight but i was able to do it i was from what they told me i was able to do a good job and and finally they they after actually two two chapters they asked me to become a regular so that's when my real career in comics started after sending so many samples uh, there was a desperate situation by uh you know by dc in this case that they needed somebody quickly to do a crazy job <laughs> delivering pages like really quickly i got in did it and i did it well enough that they's like okay i think we can use this guy come in and then i 
spent three years in Injustice, and Injustice 2, and inking eventually in Injustice 2, I inked two pencilers, which for me, it was basically 10 pages a, a week, almost. So that became really insane for me. And that's basically how I started my career after Injustice 2, uh, one of the two pencilers that I was working with decided to ink himself, so I end up with Danny Sampere, who is the artist that I'm working uh, with currently. Mm. I've been with him for seven, seven years, I Holy think. Holy shit. No? Okay. And yeah, yeah, we've been, we've done a team, we've, we've been a team for that long and it's really comfortable for us. Like sometimes we wouldn't even talk for weeks. Like we just send the page. Oh, I, do the page. I couldn't he do that. Oh, I'd have come in or oh. correction or any note or anything. So yeah, it's just like sometimes at the beginning of a new book, when we change books and the tone of the book requires some adjustments, mm-hmm. like it's not the same to do Suicide Squad than to do, I don't know, uh, I don't know, like a Batman related, like yeah. we've done Batman stories, not the Batman book, but um, so the tone is different. Like of course, Batman requires a more noir approach, like a more dark and, and, and broody black. and it's really yeah. yeah you're not gonna see a bright sun all of a sudden there it's like exactly. no 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 so that that requires some you know talking about before the the book it's like okay how about we do this how about we do that mm. and like okay we agree and then we go for it and and it's been like that ever since like i also do a lot of uh, uh commissions like i do pencil my own work uh some Sometimes I don't do comic right now. Uh, I actually really, really, really enjoy uh, inking. Um, and with uh, Danny, we're actually still going up. Like, it's not like our career ha- has plateaued. And we're just like, okay, it's just the same old, same old thing. Like, I don't get bored. We're always getting better and better work. We just did. And not too long ago, like Justice League uh, titles. We're doing Suicide Squad right now. Ooh. And so, you know, we're getting we're getting pretty good things from disease so for me i enjoy i like to i sometimes i enjoy uh, i miss drawing penciling and inking so I, that's why i do commissions and i mm. do things like that uh, for myself um but basically for now inking i really enjoy too much like to you know think of making any any kind of change i so would hope you enjoy it be- i would really do because you put so much work into it and one i'm gonna be honest with you that's a really touching story right there. Like, oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, of course. Like, I want to be honest because you basically were doing, and you got out there and got the motivation to go do what so many people here, even in the fucking states, don't ever do. And those are the things of you look around at your day job and you're like, God, this sucks, which I've done plenty of times. Let me tell you. And you actually took it and put it into something, which we don't often see other people do. And then you kept trying, and but the fact is that you kept trying, and I, so many people I know would immediately quit. They're like, "Oh my god, I send them in for all this time, I don't, ever, I don't ever get a serious job in." It's like, okay, well you have to keep trying. Like, um, there's this one big video game kind of guy. He does a bunch of work for IGN sort of thing, and uh, I'm drawing a blank, Greg Miller, and he does a bunch of other nerd kind of stuff, nerd kind of icon kind of guy, and comedy shows, all this sort of stuff. And he said, you know what? I got here from my day job, and I applied for this position 150 times over the years. And it's like, fair enough. <laughs> it's like you just never yeah, know when that check is going to come. Because, 
Right, right, right. And, and that makes sense because when you do creative work, um, basically, it, I mean, I guess in any kind of art that you do, whether it's acting, writing, uh, drawing, storytelling, um, you're basically getting better the more you do it, right? So the fact that you cannot get a work today doesn't mean that you cannot get it like in two years, in a year, exactly. four years. I am uh, 44 years old right now. Uh, not very. That's you know, young. Like that I'm is not very young. Guy, guys. Right. So no, what I mean is that I know I will never get a job as a model oh. or as an actor at this point, like based on my appearance. Right. In fact, I cannot change. But when you do art, that's completely different because your skill is something that you can change by working on it. Right. So if you get that, it's very hard for me to get in the mind frame of trying once which I've seen many times, by the way, people that go, like, they send samples, they don't get a response, or they get a response saying, like, mm, um, I don't have anything for you, or I don't think you're ready yet, just keep on working, and they just basically quit. Yeah, That's insane to me. It's like, uh, are you telling me that you're only going to show your work today when you are maybe 30 or 20 or 18 or 40, and you have, like, so many years ahead of you to work on your craft and get better, and then you're just going to quit, like, uh, that doesn't make any sense. Just keep doing it because you like it. And at some point you will get good enough that somebody will be willing to pay you for it. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And oh again, yeah. It's not like you're an actor or a singer. Like I can sing for the life of me. So I know it's, I, I don't, for, I don't care how much I can work on my singing. My voice is not naturally suited for that. So, mm. um, so, I understand that, you know, somebody would go like, okay, I'm not pretty enough to be a model, right? So that's what the, the, the business requires. So might as well quit because you're, I don't know, 50, 60, you're not going to be in. Yeah. yeah. Or, you know, other secrets. people, other people you're come after you. Oh, yeah. yeah that, you're definitely right? not doing that. And, I, <laughs> so, people think that. And um, but yeah, it, it takes time. Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I was like, I'm with you on that because people do think that. And I was also going to add to the fact of, you know, you have these people there that also are surrounding you. So you got to surround yourself with some positive people because you will be around if you're surrounded by people who tell you that you're not going to be able to do it for those reasons. And you're like, oh, because you may think you're OK with it, but that internal you is uh, inside your head is always taking notes. And so you're going to be like, oh, I can't ever do that. And it's like, why? Oh, I always hear I can't uh, mm, full of shit. You can actually go out and go do it and get better. And be do that thing you like to do, like you know, like dream. We live in an age where dreams are really possible. My name is Andrew, and I am the host of a show called Rage Hunter. And on Rage Hunter, we cover the latest news and what's trending in the gaming industry, with just a hint of some sarcasm and rage. You probably have this hole, you know, this void in your life that you don't know how to fill. Well, Rage Hunter is going to fill it, and the best part is we are everywhere. iTunes iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Google Play Store, Spotify, Podbean, Instagram, Twitter. So that way, you can get as much rage in your life as possible. And some news while you're at it. So come check us out and be a part of the greatest gaming podcast in the universe. See you there. Right. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree that uh, it, as long as you stay realistic about what your dreams are uh, and you you see the path to him, like to get there, like again, and I don't know, like if I, me with 44 years old, I just like, I, right now today, I, 
I'm saying that my dream is to be Spider-Man in a movie, right? Like, that's yeah. not very realistic. Spider-Man usually is 20-something in a movie, right? Like, yeah. that, that dream is not, you know, I have to reevaluate my dreams. But, but Juan, there is a cartoon. <laughs> so there's that, though. You never know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe in a in a alternative universe where Peter Parker is like grandpa or something. Maybe I can, oh. <laughs> I can go for that. <laughs> you never Fair. know. They do all kinds of storylines like that these days in comics and, and movies. So maybe. It's true. I can be the, the, the older Captain America, right? In, oh, God. <laughs> in the Avengers, the last movie. <laughs> that that would... last scene, I can do everything else now. Oh, that would be yeah. amazing. That would be funny. But uh, yeah, as long as you stay realistic and, and you know the path you need to take um of course a lot of people go like oh i love how you draw but uh but you have such a gift that i don't have and it's like no then you do not have a clear path to where you want to go right if you want yeah. to get better at drawing and make a living out of it it's, you realize that it's not a gift like some people have some sensibilities some people uh, improve faster than others it's just how we are as human beings we are all different but it is clear and proven that if you just apply to it and work and work and work, then you will get good enough to get your foot in the business, right? Damn right. Um, and that's a fact, just L- the way it is. Ladies and gentlemen listening to the yeah. show, Juan knows what he's talking about. <laughs> and obviously oh, yeah. it's worked. It has worked for yeah. this man here. It has worked, and it has worked at a, a very late, I think, compared to some people I know that work in, the, in this business. I became a professional at 36, I think. Mm. Um, it sounds about the normal age it's just like you already have a set career in your life and and that's what it is and so many people don't do a such a drastic change you know uh, when they're getting close to their 40s but it can be done like uh, I also have to say that you have to be a little bit crazy like sometimes (laughs) I think about the change I made, and I shudder, like, oof, like, how did I do this? You know, I was out of my mind a little bit, because it's basically jumping without a safety net. Yeah. I left a safe, stable job, and went for a, basically, you know, like, two, three months of uh, work. Like, I didn't know, like, I had work for, they told me, but okay, we're going to do a few chapters they gave me like the voucher to sign for it it was a few mm. like two i think it was two and a half months of worth of work after that you have to continue looking for work and i just basically left and quit a you know stable job and, and you gotta be a little bit crazy to do that kind of thing and oh, also yeah. i have to say that uh, at the time i was uh, single i didn't have any i, I know that uh, people that go through college sometimes in America go have like a lot of debt afterwards. Like I didn't have any debt. I, uh, no family, no, you know, single, no kids, anything. So I have very little financial responsibility. So you have to keep that in mind also. Uh, sometimes you don't have somebody that supports you, but in many ways you are also responsible to, uh, not to get yourself in trouble before you even have to try it. Like, mm-hmm. if you have, I don't know, like, like you have to save a lot, uh, you have to make the financial burns on yourself as light as possible. Like, you know, you can buy cheap car, expensive car, you can get a higher rent or lower rent, uh, you know, th- those kinds of things. 
to get you ready for whenever you have to make the big switch and realize that maybe for a while you're not going to have as much money as you used to you know so all these decisions you made early in life or the years previous to the change uh, are going to matter i have a friend that's a, a school teacher makes a good living He's really good with comics. He's actually published in Dynamite and things like that. Oh, you shit. Know, uh, he's, he, yeah, yeah, he's done comics. He's good enough. Yeah. But he has a family, uh, two kids. He's really responsible as far as, like, if I go into comics, I don't know if, A, I'm going to be um, able to provide design right now for my family. And mm. B, I know that when I do comics, the time for my family and kids gets reduced. So what he does, he does like a... He, a little bit of a compromise like he gets um like graphic novels like instead of monthly comics that take all up all your time uh, he does like longer uh, projects like he said okay uh, 50 pages for six months or something like that right mm-hmm. like he doesn't okay. produce as much art as we do the ones that you know the people that will work in a monthly comic but he still is able to publish in in comics so Depending on your situation, I'm not saying that you have to just go all in because maybe all in is the wrong decision for you at any specific moment. You know, like when I was doing that, um, just trying to be- become professional, like I was really, really conscious about that. Like I had the smallest card that I could find oh. in the market when I went to buy it. It was like a matchbox with wheels. Oh, God. I had a oh. very cheap brand. Um, was uh, renting a room with a fellow comic book artist and it was a like again the cheapest room that i could find and um just to to be able to like whenever i was able to make the change that i the fact that i had a lot of responsibilities financially speaking mm. that that was not a problem for me and and that's how it worked that's not how it worked after that and i was able to just keep building you know like i realized that i had a career in comics that i was it became a little bit more stable even though it's this career is never as stable as a normal quote-unquote i'm making air quotes here yeah oh yeah it, career. it's it's never truly is and you may think it is for a while but the next thing you know they're like oh yeah and the book is canceled <gasps> oh i need to buy yeah. groceries Not only the book oh is no canceled, but the taste the taste change and um, yep. i don't know like so i've seen a few people to be a, a favorite among editors or fans and then all of a sudden like they disappear from the big companies exactly no. and you don't know why and that's that's kind of scary for us of course yeah. But, but yeah that's that's the way it works Juan I gotta ask you this when are you doing your okay. teaching classes because <laughs> my, <laughs> my god man because you know, this is, actually, it's really good advice and you're really I, good at this Oh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I actually thought of it. It's funny that you asked me that. Uh, I've thought about teaching for a while. Uh, um, but, A, I don't have the time. That That's the main problem that I have. Like, I like to, like, it, right now I'm actually working on my inks, right? I'm inking Danny and uh, right now we're doing Suicide Squad. And, oh, cool. And this, that takes, yeah, that takes a lot of time as far as like out of my day mm-hmm. and in the free time that I have I like to keep working on my on my 
drawing, I do these commissions, I do these pieces, I do art books, I do prints for when I go to a show, um, which I don't do that many, by the way. But when I go, I like to to you know go with something. Yeah, yeah. That I produce myself, right? Um, so at some point, like, like I really enjoy um, when I've been in a con and I've been asked to speak, and people ask me these kinds of questions, you know, uh, developing artists that ask. So how do you get into your business? And you know, how do you get your foot in the business? How do you get started? Things like that. And I realized that I really, really, really enjoy talking about these kind of things, and that people received it very well. Like apparently, I'm articulate enough that people understand and, and get something from where I'm saying. But to me, it's always about the time. Like um, maybe in the future, I will try to find a situation, a place. Somebody offers me something. Like okay, can you? Can you come in and teach like once a week, like a mm. week maybe or something like that? And then I will, I will go for it. I've also thought about doing it online, but I, oh, for some reason, um, that takes me like, I actually have a tutorial, a tutorial that you can basically get in Gumroad. Oh, shit. You, yeah, you can go, go to my, let's do some shameless plug here. Let's go to my website, quanabranart.com, and there's a shop tab that you can go there and I have a online store with a few things and among those is a, a, a like a inking tutorial and it's pretty cheap I think and it gives you the basic principles for inking um, and and that came out of my actually that the fact that I enjoy teaching and explaining what I do right yeah. so there's a few videos there and me explaining what I what I do so so it's not the first time that somebody you know talks about like, hey you should do something like that and that actually got me to make these kind of videos but after doing this video tutorial, that took me so long, like to do the recording, the audio overdubs, the music here, the music there, uploading everything. It took me so long that uh, I got really stressed out about it, actually. <laughs> I, I mean, it makes my own sense. Get it done. And yeah. Try, right. Try to get it done well and everything. And it's just like, I mean, I am a comic book artist, not a video editor. <laughs> so that took me a while. You're like, I'm in, the, I'm in comics, not film for a reason. <laughs> right, right. I would love to do everything, but uh, but just you know, days have twenty four hours no more. It's true, that, so. and and it's not like so, yeah. and you you get to work on. Blows my mind is you immediately get to work on such big series too, and so it's not like you're working on like a small book or anything like that, dude. You're like you one. You just even mentioned that you're working on Suicide Squad, and you were like Jesus, and Justice League, and well, Justice League Dark. And the Injustice franchise, which is huge. I'm a huge fan of that franchise. And my God, like, you know, you get to work on such big things that that's why people are like, oh, what are you doing? And they're like, yeah, I went from this to this. Like, oh, my God. Like, a legend is born sort of thing. But <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> call myself a legend. But, um, but it, it is, I've been especially lucky, I think, when it comes to the books that I've worked. Like, my first 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 um work paid work ever in comics mm -hmm. was just a few pages um uh, for nightwing are you the, serious uh, yeah new 52 like i'd done nothing in comics and my first job was inking just a like if i think it was five six pages in nightwing and that's like i don't know like you never play football and then your first game for you play football, you play for the Cowboys, right? Or something yeah. like that. Like, uh, which, by the way, would fucking kill you. But <laughs> I know. you would die. There's no if answer. But like, I like football. And those guys are like, you're yeah, welcome to the big legs, kid. And you're like, oh, God. 
Like, yeah. So basically, it, it, that goes to show that luck like, is involved too. Like the way that first, uh, that was not like that's when I was like halfway through my year and a half of sending samples. I got this, and I, I still have my day job and everything. I had um, like somebody at the sea, uh, they were doing Nightwing, and uh, the anchor that they were using for some reason couldn't deliver on time, so they wanted somebody else. Mm. And they asked not. Uh, with my from my sample or anything, they asked another uh, inker that uh, you know another Spanish inker, very famous Jordi Tarragona. He inks Rafa Sandoval. They've been doing Flash for a while. Green Lantern, like he's one of the best to me, the best here in Spain. Anyway, but, oh, he's cool. He's his work is really good. I will vouch one hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. And they asked him like, "Do you want to do this?" And uh, the penciler is a guy Juan Jorip. He is known for the detail that he puts in his pages. It's like, no, I don't have time for this. So he was asking around, and uh, and everybody would open the pages, go like, no, 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 I don't have time for this. This is too much. Yeah. So eventually, uh, he didn't know me personally, but he'd seen my work, like my samples and everything online. So he would just send me an email like, hey, you know, here's an opportunity. Do you want to try out for this? Like, you will probably have to do a paid sample of this. So I did the sample, and... And yeah, I, they liked it enough, or they were desperate enough that they went like, "Okay, he's a crazy guy that's willing to do this, so let's give him a try." Yeah. And and I did the pages, but after that, and then they were happy about it and everything. And I still today I have contact with the same editor. I've actually worked like eight years later with that same editor that first hired me. Oh, that's and cool. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. But um, but the, the fact that that. I went from nothing to Nightwing. It requires luck. Like, I would just, yeah. nobody else would do it. Like, a lot of people were tapped before me. Like, hey, do you want to do this? And, and they said no. So, you know, eventually just came to the last guy in the list, and that was me, some guy, some, some random guy online that <laughs> the guy didn't know. Did a tryout, worked. and But that was luck. But then it came the year and a half of samples, or the year next, or another year of samples, just like, you know, mm. trying and trying and trying. So, and, and getting better at my skills, basically, getting my speed up and getting my inking better, and that's when the work, the work comes in. Like, you can have lucky breaks here and there, which you eventually will have to have. Like, somebody messes up, and they need somebody to desperately come in and, and, and put out the fire, you know, so to yeah. speak. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, so, we need your assistance here. So oh, you're an emergency. So you'll find those situations, and that's luck, basically. But eventually, um, uh, if you work hard, you know, sooner or later, you become good enough, and you, you will have your opportunity. But I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Do I, 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 I can tell you that from all the people that I that I know in the business, the fact that they go from nothing to Nightwing, it's really not common. Like, most of the time, Whoa. you go through, I don't know, like smaller publishers, publishers or you publish here locally like maybe you do something in spain or france mm -hmm. and then you go to dark horse uh, zenoscope like these smaller publishers from there and you can show that work to the big ones like hey here's what i've done for dynamite right and the marvel editor is like oh this is really cool maybe you could work for this other book of mine like marvel dc or whatever so that's usually how it works you just keep going up and up start with the smaller publishers it's true i mean so shit. some reason I'm at smaller publisher right now. I will vouch 100% yes, because yes. SGGS Comics, I mean, hell, I have 
three books out right now and two coming out at the end of the year. So as a writer, like 100%, yeah, like I love working with them. I love doing everything else. Would I love to like work on Nightwing? Fuck yeah. But would I love to be like, like, yeah, I'm not going to lie. Or like fucking Punisher or Daredevil? God, yeah, but do I know you you got to start small? Yeah. Yeah, well, the thing is that also, like I told you before, remember that inkers are usually seen only in the big ones because of the money thing that yeah. I told you before. Yeah, it's true. That's so, very true. Yeah. Oh. So it's very difficult for an anchor to do the same thing that a writer or an artist does, which is start, you know, in small publishers and go up. You either are needed in a big publisher or you're not needed, right? So you, it, it's a little bit more difficult because you have to get your skills up, not on the job, like, so to speak. Like, you can be a development artist, you get a, I don't know, like, Kickstarter campaign, that you can get a comic 30 pages um, or you can get in i don't know dynamite and then uh, you keep working there and the pressure is not so big in those publishers i think Mm. uh, because you're not there's no so many eyes in a dynamite book as it is in a batman book so to speak and so you know, you get you have the time and pages to develop your skills, and if you're an inker, you have to do that by yourself. So you're good enough to get to Marvel or DC, right? Of course. And then you know, you have to get the lucky break and everything, like I like I told you before. Yeah. Now, I'm actually really curious about something. Very curious. Now, this is like choosing your favorite child, but because we're coming near the end of the show here. And I, I do have to ask you this thing, man, as an inker, because I don't get to talk to you guys that much on the show, as much as I, was, as I would like, for the reasons why we've just talked about, is right. inking. Is, do you have a favorite series that you've worked on in DC or anything like that? and Or is it a favorite character that you think was really fun to do? Like, was it a favorite series or a favorite character that you really especially loved working on? And I don't want to blame favoritism, but in your line of work here, what you do, what was like the most fun one to do? Um, okay, um, as a reader, uh, my I, I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of noir crime comics. Oh, you got my heart, man. Uh, <laughs> so you got my heart. <laughs> probably my my favorite comic is Criminal. I think, uh, as far as superhero work, probably Gotham Central is my, which is not really a superhero comic because Batman isn't there here and there in, in that Gotham Central story arc but it's really more about the police and, and you know the cops that I love that series Gotham. oh yeah that's yeah. it's a good series yeah that's great so that kind of tone of, of comics is what I like um I've always in uh, DC Batman is my favorite uh, mm-hmm. especially on the detective uh, kind of stories when he goes like I've worked on Batman a lot in uh, Justice League but it's not the same because usually they go in space they have these big storylines like yeah. really epic. So, great for a different reason but um, the stories where Batman is in Gotham and, and gets to be you know a detective Batman those are my favorites I did a little bit of that in uh, Injustice and Injustice 2 so that was probably my favorite part of it Nightwing had a little bit of that too um, my dream work would be in, at DC, uh, the big main Batman title at Marvel, yeah, yeah. which I've never worked at, and I don't know if I'll ever get to, but if it gets to the point, Daredevil is my dream character. 
Han, man, you are seriously a man after my heart. My God. Oh. <laughs> good. Oh, it's such a good yeah, series. That's, that's, like, oh. Yeah, yeah, Daredevil would be my... Like, if we're talking about the big two, yeah. uh, my big dream dream would be, like, I don't know, which is... I'm, I don't want to say impossible, but the way things are, I don't think it's going to happen. That would be, like, do, a, like, a creator-owned series with Ed Brubaker. That would be, like, oh just let the Sean Phillips or something. And then so <laughs> get to be his replacement or something. That would be really my dream job if we're talking about dreams. But, Fair. of course, that would be me, me being as a complete artist and... I'm not even that professionally right now, but but yeah, I like noir comics. I like crime comics. I love superhero comics, but the superhero comics that go that route, right? Like mm. they go dark, that they go crime. So so yeah, that would be it. So in, in the goal, in the goal, I shared this with uh, with Danny is to do the Batman main, get to the Batman book. That's the main goal. There's no yeah, way you do not do that. There's no way you don't do that. I do. I see you doing that in the next ten years. There's no fucking way. I mean, you've already got the we, back we talk character. About the same thing. Yeah, I'm glad. Yeah, we, we we say that that thing all the time. Like maybe right now we don't have the the name. Like there's so many much more bigger artists up there that will get you know the nod and, and get like get invited to the Batman comic. But uh, you never know. Like we'll just keep working. We keep getting better. Uh, that's that's the good thing about. Uh, as a team, like we keep getting better and better and better all the time, so that the goal is right there. Like we want to get to the bad, the main Batman book one of these days. So even if it's just one, even if it's just one, you're gonna be extremely happy. I'm taking a guess. You're gonna be like, "All right, dream completed." Like, what is it? What is one doing now? Nothing. No. Just like an angle or something. I don't care. Just oh. give me that. <laughs> this em- framed and all that, like. I, wait, do they send you any comps? A DC does, or like? Oh it, yeah, they do. Oh, that's so good. Okay, I was I yeah. was really curious. I'm like, wait a minute, you live far. Do they? <laughs> it's like, yeah, wait no, a little. They apparently don't care. Like, I'm really? so surprised about how generous DC is with their comps. Like, just so you understand, I have a storage unit just for the comps because Jesus I have. <laughs> yeah, I even try to like whenever you get you get a commission from me, I give you comps. Really? Because I just sign comics because I don't know. Like, of course, I keep a copy of everything, but um, because I want to, you know, have the memory or whatever, just keep a record of everything that yeah. I that I've worked on. But I don't get one, just one uh, comic. Like I get, and I get copies of every, like let's say, Injustice just got uh, reprinted again as yeah. an omnibus. Like I think they're going, they're doing two omnibuses, so I got. That like one day I get Dayatel, you know, at the door, and I had this break of a book, just like I don't know, a thousand pages, more like that, um, and and I got that with all the all the other editions, like from except for you know, of course, Injustice was a, a digital first, so yeah. uh, we don't get that, but we get when it gets released in comics as a single issue, then the trades, then the the compendiums and the omnibuses <laughs> like every time that oh there's a like they, in the hard cover in the soft covers like we get everything twice so and not just again one copy like we get five six seven copies of everything so my shelves and part of my storage room is filled with comics that what i try to do is again i don't go to many shows but when i go to a show i put them up there uh, i sell them with my art book uh 
I give them away to friends, family. Like whenever somebody's like, hey, can you give me a comic? I'm like, yes, yes, yes. How many? How many do you want? All of them. <laughs> Take them all. You're like <laughs> Santa Claus with your own work. <laughs> yes. Yeah, a little bit. Like people, also people really enjoy when you give them a, a signed comic. That's like true. for me that I have so many, it just, um, it, you lose the, the sense of how much people enjoy to have, you know, a, a sign. Like for me, it's like what I do. So, I didn't, you know, I'd, but yeah. um, for them, when you give a kid, like a friend's kid, like, hey, can you give me a comic? Like, you give them a signed comic, like, their faces light up. So, 100%. So it's like, okay, this is what the comps are for. Yeah, oh, 100%, dude. I would be so screwed in your position. <laughs> so <laughs> screwed. I'm a collector. I would be so fucked. It's not even like DC, I'm available if you want me for a writer. I I got time. Trust me. <laughs> And if you well, said, just wait. When you get there, you get comps left and right. It's crazy. I hope to God I'm single because if I'm with somebody, she's going to hate me. <laughs> you got another one. What the hell are you doing? I'm like, well, it's not Amazon. All right. I work for this. Right. <laughs> this well, is paid yeah, food. And they send them to you for free. They send them to you for free. They don't even let you know they're coming. Really? So oh, God. UPS, DHL, DHL. Yeah, they just showed up at your door like, okay. So, like... I, I like the the Suicide Squad last issue we worked. Uh, it's coming out. I don't know, like I think next month or something. So I know roughly that in in a week or two, the guy from the ATL the ATL is going to show up and gave me the comps. But they don't even tell you anything. Oh I think God. that's you can guess, right? But every now and then, the the reprints from Injustice will come out and something. <laughs> you know, they will. Yeah, that that's crazy because you don't even know that they're doing those. Uh, until you get them on the, you know, on the mail, and then they you get them before they get published a little bit. Your mailman must think like you're either dealing people. drugs or human body parts. There's no way. Well, no, he knows. Oh, like, he, oh, he okay. Asks, like, what the hell? Why are you getting so many things from here and there? Like, no, no, I make comics, blah blah blah. And of course, he says that I work. I'm, I work from home, so I'm always at home. Fair. Right? So he's like, something's going on. Like. This, this seems I, I suspicious. Need to ask. Like a lot of people do that. So yeah, they, right. they do ask about it. Hey, folks, Dakota here, and do you guys like Dungeons & Dragons as much as I do? Because if so, you're going to like Adventures in Green and Garb. You know, they're a really fun new group on YouTube, their whole D&D campaign group, but let me tell you what they're all about. Adventures in Green and Garb started as most D&D campaigns do, around their parents' dinner table. Last year, they decided to bring it to YouTube, though, with the addition of costumes and green screens. Come on, that adds some really cool flavor flavor right there. Still in the family, their season one campaign is nearing its exciting conclusion, with many mysteries yet to be revealed. They hope you enjoy it as much as they love making it and playing, doing so much with D&D. So smash that like button, subscribe and share, and look for them at this year's Gen Con. So I'm extremely excited to have these guys a part of the Comic Chronicle and Film World podcast, you know, the partner up and all that such, because they're truly wonderful people, and you guys should go subscribe and support them and give them a like. They're really, really fun. And because we've been playing throughout the commercial, I'm going to play you guys the theme that they have. The first time you're listening to this, you're going to want to go subscribe. And then we'll get right back to the podcast. Thanks, everyone. Let us roll you a tale where heroes prevail As we wander the blight Prepared for the fight 
On the edge of the world, claiming almighty glory In spite of the cost, love and loss frame our story We won't turn back now, bloodied by dragons made gory We roll this tale for you, roll for Bandit you Bandit by fate, oblivion beware Watches great fires well, lightning cracking the air Olden powers unleash, together taming the beast We roll this tale for you Roll for you. Come, venture along, ye daring hearts. Sound and strong, be not afraid. Douse your doubts and join the Moving on, don't quit, dreaming up one forfeit. Don't look back, stay alive, smite them, survive. Keep moving on, don't quit, dreaming up one forfeit. Don't look back, stay alive, smite them, survive. Stay fast and through, we surrender our lives to defend all the realm to that good day arrives. When we lay down our swords, body scarred and bruised, having rolled a tale for you. On the edge of the world, claiming almighty glory In spite of the cost, love and loss frame our story We won't turn back now, bloodied by dragons made gory We roll this tale for you, roll for you now, Quan, we are coming near the end of the show, good man, and I do want, I like giving a little bit of time for my guests because it's superbly important that you do. What can people check out right now that they can give you full support on, man? Like, what, what can they go check out that you'd like to plug? Uh, well, like I said, I have a website. Like, and my most, uh, my work mostly is through DC, so they can support my books. I've been working on Justice League um, recently, like the end of the last run of Scott Snyder. We would share books with a monster called Jorge Jimenez, who is amazing. So we, we did the end of that run. Uh, that got published like uh, last month. So if you've been a fan of the, the league, you can go check that out. We're coming out with uh, one, possibly two issues of Suicide Squad. It's the book mainly of Tom Taylor and Bruno Redondo. They started this book like, I don't know, four or five months ago, something like that. Yeah, someone. And yeah. And, and so we're going to be on that. That's when it comes to DC, if they want to take my ink and work. Of course, I have my website, like I said before, juanavaranart.com. In there, you can get a lot of my work as an inker, uh, illustration, commissions, everything. If anybody uh, wants a commission, of, of, of course, always open to do those. If they like my style, which is very different from what I do inking, by the way. Um, and they have this little... Uh, I have the little online store, like I told you, if you're an artist and you want to get better at thinking, I have a tutorial in Spanish and in English, both oh. both languages, so whatever you speak, uh, got you covered. And it's a couple of hours of video, and if you are in, you know, a, you know, a professional artist, maybe you cannot benefit from this because you probably know everything that I talk about, but right. if you are... Um, you know, de a developing artist or you are not happy with your inks and you don't know why or what you need to improve, I talk about the basics of inking. And it's, I think it's 25 bucks. I think oh, it's Oh, that's a good and price. So it's not, yeah, it's not too expensive. 
I try. I, I like to think that it's not too expensive. And, you know, those kind of things uh, do help me a lot. Like, I do the work because I like to, to you know, spread the knowledge and everything. But mm. uh, like we talked about before, the instability of the job, you never know. So these little things, um, you know, you get to buy these little things for me. They, they do help a lot. Also, last year, I put out at the end of the year a... Um, uh, uh, sketchbook, right? It's like a 40, 50 page um, sketchbook that uh, it's for, I think, 20 bucks plus shipping. And at the end of the book, you get a, a personalized drawing from me. Uh, so basically, if you want to get a, maybe a commission is too expensive for you, you can get the art book and you will get the original art from me anyway, just drawn for you. Uh, and it's a lot cheaper than a regular commission. So you can get that. Uh, I have limited supplies. I think I have 30 plus left oh, shit. Uh, from my run so <laughs> if you want to get one you can get it there i ship it all over the world that doesn't matter where you live i will ship it to you i will keep that yeah. in mind i know that yep you can get anybody can get that from from the website sweet so, so i guess that's it plenty, plenty of ways to support you so yes. <laughs> like, my god also buy the yeah. books too like buy his personal books and then buy his comics folks because it helps both <laughs> ways you right. can buy the buy the yeah, book yeah, online on the website, then go to the comic book store or digital, and then go buy the comic. <laughs> two and one. And, two and one. Right. Uh, and let me say this: like I know that um, since we're talking about this, um, let me just state again, and people should know, I guess, that how important it is that people buy the books, even if it's like just go to Comicsology and buy the digital version of it. Yeah. Like. When people buy this, we do get paid for these sales. When people go to pirate sites and don't pay for them or download them for free on the internet, we do not get paid for it. So uh, after all we discussed before, like the crazy jump that you have to make, the instability of the, of the work uh, and all those things, like those sales do matter for us. Like, I don't know if like, I don't know, the big name. It's like Scott Snyder, Greg Capullo, all those people probably a sale here and there don't hurt them that much because they sell like crazy been selling for many years but still they don't deserve you know the 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 piracy on their work no. but for us the smaller guys it makes a big difference when people buy our books so i would just please please people go buy right? uh, if you like you know somebody's work just support and buy the comics and of course you can go and buy all the things from, from them like I, everything that i talked about before even better Thank you, man, because I don't often talk about it that, that much, Because and that is also a very, very good point. Like, yeah, folks, he's – you're absolutely right. I don't ever talk about it that much, and for some unknown reason, I should talk about it more. Yeah, everyone deserves – you know what? It's nice to be able to eat and do what you love. <laughs> Just leave it as that. Like, right. Don't, like, you know, it's really nice because, hey, you, you know, you get to do what you love and you starve and then the work gets kind of shitty. Then you die. And this is a whole big shebang. But then if you're able to eat and do what you love, oh, God, you're good. You're fine. Yeah, when you, you get uh, the, the royalties from your work and you realize that that's because people have bought it, then just, like you get really, really, really thankful <laughs> to yeah. those people that actually took, you know, took the plunge and bought your, your work. But the people that didn't and know that those are sales that really impact us like maybe i hear a lot of arguments like oh dc is gonna it's not gonna close or marvel are not gonna close oh yeah if i download yeah in that maybe it's true because they're big corporations they have a lot of money and all that but those smaller guys that work on that on those comics they do suffer 
the consequences it's true. It's people true. don't buy books. So. It's true. So, yeah. folks, give support. Really, please do. And make sure you guys check out the website, check out everything like that. And Juan, I want to say, man, thanks for being a wonderful guest on the show. Like, my God. Oh, no. My uh, pleasure. Of course. I, my pleasure. <laughs> well worth getting up at 3 a.m. in the morning for it. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to try to make it worth it. <laughs> oh, God. That's crazy. No, you're good. You're saying that you oh. woke up at 3 in the morning. But I, I don't you, mind. Because, I guess. Yeah, and... Man, any final words out there, the fans? Or, I mean, kind of buy the stuff a little bit to help out. It's kind of a really good way to end it on, I think. Yeah, buy, buy the stuff, of course, also, since I'm an inker. I mean, I, I do other things than, than inking, but I feel a lot of times like uh, people overlook a few uh, parts of the creative process. Like, mm. and, and I'm not talking only about inkers. Colorists get mentioned sometimes and i don't even want to talk about letters because they don't even <laughs> yeah <laughs> they don't at least we inkers and colorists appears appear in the cover and everything but just know that the comics are done by a team of people right and whenever you see a comic it's nice that you read the credits and realize who's doing what and then try to appreciate everybody's work right so that's right. that's from a Inker's point of view that it's not like I get mad if a viewer doesn't mention my name or anything like that, but sometimes it makes you wonder if people realize who's doing what, right, when comics get made. So here's a shout out to especially the people that don't, there are not artists, pencilers, and writers that get, you know, the big, the big recognition, but yeah. everybody else also, like editors, like the editors, colorists, inkers, and everybody. So, yep. Oh, I love it. Find oh. out who, who does what. Love it, dude. I love no better way to give credit because credit is always due. And to that with that note on there, I definitely want to say fans, thanks for tuning in. And next Monday, stay tuned, folks. You never know who we're gonna have on. And stay classy, leaguers. <laughs>